Hey, happy Monday. I love you so much. I just turned off my air conditioner so that you could have somewhat better sound quality listening to me, and it is hot as balls today. Um, and I'm happy to say that. I think that contributes to my bad, cranky mood. Um, and it's good to know the things that really make us moody or cranky, and we have to name these things so that I think, I don't know the reason why I'm not a therapist and you know that. Um, so today I'm celebrating two years alcohol-free. Woohoo! Yay! Um, and I have to say, I'm actually um, sounding happier about it than I am. And okay, I actually am really happy about it, but I woke up, it wasn't the first thing that came to mind. And then I thought, oh my, oh wait, oh, today's the day. And then I forced myself out of bed to make a milestone doodle and then I posted it. And for the first like uh, hour, it was really exciting to get all the sweet comments and likes. I got sweet messages about it and I really am so thankful for it. It felt like, oh, but then I guess here's the, the but that comes after it. It made me really sad that I wasn't getting this um, much attention in real life, but it, it was the type of thing, I know this is like whiny, but it's like you wake up and you're told it's a special day. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't know it was a special day. And you're like, no, it, it's like your birthday. This is your birthday. And everyone on the internet is being really sweet to you and loves you, but get this, your house feels extra lonely today and you're sad and there's no one you want to spend time with or no one who's like gone out of the way to bring you an ice cream cone. And that's kind of this, I wanted someone to message me and say, let's get in the car. I'm taking you to go get an ice cream cone. And what's messed up about that is I have a friend who asked me to hang out twice today <laughs> and I just didn't want to. And so I say that to say, like, I know I'm telling myself a story of like extremes where I'm like, no one cares about me when that is not the truth. And so I need to be careful of extremes. And that reminds me, um, I was on the phone with my mom. And so another long story short, my mom is raising my niece. So grandma is raising her granddaughter. And on the phone with my mom, she says like, oh, your niece needs to go back to school in the fall. Like I'm so over the pandemic. She has learned absolutely nothing. And as I'm about to say, mom, can you be careful with like such extremes? My niece is in the background and she's like, that's not true. I didn't learn nothing. And I had a huge aha moment of like, I, I don't want to say this in a blaming way, but like, we have to identify patterns that we get from our family. And the way my mom talks is in the like 0101 binary computer code, like absolutely or not at all. And so, I mean, even I took offense to my mom saying that my niece learned absolutely nothing during distance learning because I helped my niece over the phone with a health project for school. And we spent like a lot of time on it. And so it's just kind of like, oh, I think I get part of this from my mom who's like, 
I just, I don't know, it's really sticking with me that she said my niece learned absolutely nothing uh, during distance learning. And nothing is such, I mean, nothing is like zero. Anyway, um, I'm also in my feelings because yesterday I went to a pool gathering. That's a gathering at a swimming pool. Um, and not like we weren't shooting pool billiards. Um, and I'm emotionally drained from this day of these gay guys, the one which I was in a relationship with, they're all drinking heavily. And it's weird because I'm in a place where I'm not tempted to drink, but I did have a few takeaways that I'm interested in sh- interested in sharing. So one, um, when I got home, I felt really empty in terms of like social interaction, which was a conundrum because I spent about like 10 hours with these people in a pool. And I'm like, why do I feel like empty? And it's because there wasn't much social, there wasn't any depth to what happened. It was all like just listening to music and making funny jokes. And I don't know, just like swimming around the pool and whatever. And um, so that's something that I didn't quite expect. And then also, honestly, this is wild, but so my ex was all over the other guy in terms of just like head scratches and like there was one point where they were sitting on like an outdoor couch together, like, and my ex was like massaging this other guy who like we're both friends with, but I, I was kind of just like, oh, you're very upset. Thank goodness you're not drinking because the drinking would have turned into me, turned me into from Jekyll to Hyde, whatever. I don't know which one is which from good to bad. And so I was like, okay, you're feeling emotions, feel them. Um, Try not to tell yourself one story and it was helpful. And then um, at the end of the day, I texted my ex and I was like, hey, I know you said you're not dating this other guy, um, but I just want to know, like, you were very touchy-feely. Are you seeing each other? And he said, no, we are still just friends. Um, And it just makes me think, like, how little self-awareness about this situation he has. Um, Or actually, okay, that's not fair, because I think he's really in his head about it, and he doesn't know how to read me, and he's kind of said that to me before, because after his big declaration of feelings for me in an email and then in person at that park I've given him like nothing and so he really doesn't know when I've texted him a little bit he's like I don't really know what to make of the situation and so I mean I could trash talk his behavior of being touchy-feely with the other guy and I feel like I'm gonna get a dm saying like yes it is really crappy that he was touching the other guy in front of you I do you hear my creaky wood floor. I'm, I love that I have little like sound moments for you. <laughs> um, the butt smack was popular. Thank you for that feedback. Um, I'm not naked, so I can't smack my butt. Anyway, um, it is kind of like objectively bad that he was so touchy-feely with this other guy. But to play devil's advocate a little bit, hear me out on this, 
he, my ex is really just trying to go back to normal, to like how the friend group was before we broke up. And this other guy is touchy-feely with like everybody. And there's a video on my phone where he was massaging my back and he's just like a very goofy, touchy person. And so they've been friends this whole time. And so they continue that. And I mean, okay, maybe that's like a weak devil's advocate. I don't know. But today's been really tough because my ex is the guy that I want to pick me up and take me for an ice cream cone. And I want to, I've gotten zero connection from him. And I think because he's so nervous and scared about like, he really doesn't know what to say to me. And I know this is true because today I posted on my personal Instagram that I was celebrating two years alcohol free. And he sent me a DM like that seemed super short and formal. Like, he used my real name instead of any nickname that he would have in the past. And I'm just, I don't think I'm reading too much into it that he was very much um, like, he doesn't know how to talk to me. He doesn't know like how mad I am at him still or if I I am or not. Anyway, whatever. Um, thank you for listening to that uh, rant about my relationship that has ended, but still causes me drama. I don't think I'm the only one. Um, and I like to say that because I think we're all complex creatures who don't have a straightforward romantic life. Um, and if you do mind your business, um, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'll be right back. My little love bug. So uh, I'm kind of taking a shortcut and I'm going to talk about my two-year milestone doodle because that's the latest thing I posted. And honestly, maybe it'll be good for me to like talk out loud through my reflections of the two-year milestone because I haven't really done a lot of reflecting on like not drinking in a while. And I think that's, if you're listening to this, that's something we have in common. It's why we're here. Um, And so... The first thing that comes to mind is um, it, for me, it gets easier. It gets easier to keep going, but that's a different idea than life getting easier because I still have my ups and downs. I have bad moods. Um, But yesterday at the party, the pool party that had like under eight people there, so don't get it twisted with like, don't picture chaos. they, two people passed out from drinking so much. And I mean, one of them admitted to feeling really sick and I did not miss that at all. Um, okay, other reflections. I, so today I've been in a cranky, sad mood and I know I'm getting better at using the toolkit that I have at my disposal. And I didn't want to do certain things, but I'm really thankful for this voice in my head that says, do the next right thing. Because I have all these voices that say, no, don't, it doesn't matter. Just like isolate and 
nothing you're going to do is going to make a difference because this bad mood will last forever. I've learned that those bad moods don't last forever, even though they still trick me and think that they will. And then I find myself, um, I did meditate, even though I did not want to. I like 0% wanted to, but I did. And then I made myself a cup of tea. I joined a Zoom call with some friends. Shout out to Sarah. Thank you for setting that up. Um, Hannah and Alex, thank you for listening to me talk. Um, and so I didn't want to do that at the beginning, but then I did. And it felt really, my mood has lifted to the point where I can talk to you in good spirits. Um, so I took a few notes during the call. I had my tea. Um, and I'm even thinking like tomorrow's going to be a better day. I know like my house is not tidy right now. And actually, you know what? It's only 9.30 p.m. I can absolutely put my headphones in and tidy in 15 minutes. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow in a much better mood because I tidied. And so I really hope you lean into doing the next right thing, even though like we're not going to be in great moods all the time. Um, and something, what else have I learned in two years of sobriety? Um, I'm really feeling the vulnerability hangover aspect of life because, I mean, I already mentioned this, but getting so much positive attention on Instagram today with my two-year milestone, that's something I thought I really wanted. And it's like making me uneasy and queasy. And I'm like, oh no, like, this is what I thought I wanted, but it's not really fixing anything. And so this is where I go back to the idea of Quantity is not the same thing as abundance. That was a post I made with little flashcards. I hope you saw it um, because I was proud of it. I thought it was cute. Um, and so what's really a good reminder for me is still about 50 of you are listening to this. Like it really is a VIP group of us. You can reach out to me anytime and I will respond. Like, I don't know if it's immediate, but like we're a team we are moving forward in a productive, healthy way. And that's something else I realized, like, am I doing any good here? And I realized, you know what? I really think I am because I'm not painting a super unrealistic view of recovery. Like, I'm not doing yoga on the beach. I have, let's find the spot, a creaky, I can't find the wood spot. The creaky, I have a creaky, oh, there it is. I have a creaky house. I have a mess around me. Um, I spent the day with drunk people with my ex touching someone in front of me. So like, I don't have my stuff together. I don't expect you to have your stuff together, but I do expect you to have like an ounce of hope and to do the next right thing. Here's me bringing a dish to the sink. This is like... I don't know, acting out. Oh my God, okay. I want to end with an idea I have that I'm never going to do. So if you seriously want to steal this idea, I guess you can have it. I don't care. I'm so, I'm not going to fight anyone over it, but it is in my heart to copyright this idea. So actually this recording here, I am of sound mind and body um, share this idea as my own and anyone who steals it um, needs to give me 100% of the profits. This is a good faith 
um, transaction. <laughs> I am not joking, even though I'm laughing. So my idea is I love doing jigsaw puzzles. You're going to love this. So I do, I love doing jigsaw puzzles and I love listening to true crime podcasts. Wait for it. I don't know if I'm going to explain this idea really well. What if you got a jigsaw puzzle that came in like little baggies? So like, okay, picture like a thousand piece puzzle and you have like 10 to 15 different baggies. So like baggie one would have like, I don't know, a bunch of puzzle pieces. And then, so you click play on the accompanying podcast, whatever. And it's like a murder mystery. So as you're doing a puzzle, you're listening to this story and you have the picture on the box and it's a picture of like, I don't know, like a creepy house or the, and I'm picturing fiction. Let's do fiction and pick, I really love the imagery of the Adams family. So picture like the Adams family mansion and the cast of characters in front of the house. And like, as you're doing the puzzle from baggy one, you're doing, let's say like you're putting together um, Pugsley and chapter one is telling you details of Pugsley. And so as you're putting it together, you're progressing in the story and then baggy two and baggy three. And then um, as the story gets more complex, you're looking at the image and you're kind of like figuring things out. And then as you get to the conclusion, you realize like, I don't know, like Wednesday was the murderer. And as you're listening to that final chapter, you're putting her together. And I think there's a way you can create it so that like you give your participants like the heebie-jeebies creepy crawlies um, and you're putting the puzzle together as you're literally learning about this complex fictional murder story. Isn't that cute? Because when I'm doing my puzzles, it's like I like to be entertained by listening to something, but I don't want to like be too distracted. So I love the idea of like you're putting together a puzzle and you are getting lost in a story. But um, I'm not really sure how to put that together. And also I like having more ideas than I like doing anything. So I didn't know I was going to share that brilliant idea of me. Please let me know what you think. I'm proud of it. Um, and I'm proud of myself for not having any alcoholic beverages for the past two years. I really do think I'm extremely much better off for it. I feel healthier. I'm proud of myself. I feel like I'm developing and growing as a human being. It's something that is still challenging, but it's not like out of the range of possibility for me. And I don't say that to like belittle any difficulties you have. I just say like the focus is on like that it is something tough while it is also something doable. So I encourage you to keep going, keep trying. If you have a slip up, don't let that deter you. Just like keep going, um, reach out for help, do, do the next right thing. Um, and let's see if I can find the creaky floor to close us out. Okay. Thank you for listening. I love you so much. Goodbye.